Does anyone else feel like summer is flying by? It's July 17th, halfway through the summer, and it feels like we just started. I have been in a whirlwind since summer has started. I started off by going to Atlanta, Georgia, for something called the Orange Conference. There were uh, 8,000 leaders in children's ministry and youth ministries from across the world gathered together to learn how we can better think orange. We're not the only church that is attempting to think orange and partner with parents. There are literally tens of thousands of churches who do it. And it was a really great week to be with other leaders and, and to worship together and to learn and to grow. And then when I got back, we went to CIY Move with our high schoolers. We went over to Anderson, Indiana, and it was a really, really great week, a great group of kids. And we had four high school students who decided to rededicate their lives to Christ while we were on that trip. So it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. And as soon as we got back, it was VBS season. And the VBS craze where we had over 100 kids here every night learning about Jesus and learning what it means to walk this way, to walk in the way of Jesus. And um, we had from that event, we had eight kids make a decision to learn more about what it means to be baptized into Christ, which is pretty awesome as well. So, And probably the best thing about the whole trip, we ex- or the whole uh, event, we had one fifth grade student who she decided for the very first time that she wanted to make Jesus her Lord and Savior, which is why we do what we do, and it's just awesome. And then, of course, they raise money while we are at VBS, and... Uh, their goal was to raise $500 for Oblong Children's Home. And if they met their goal, they would get to have their reward. And they made their goal. <laughs> and they got to slime me. Uh, they raised over $700. And it looks like Mike Profeta enjoyed that uh, whole sliming thing a little too much. Um, but it was a really, really good week. Uh, and then as soon as that was over... I went to Chicago for a week and, and got to be with some family, which was really, really good. It's my brother and a couple of my cousins, and it was a really good week. Watched um, a good baseball team play baseball, the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, it was awesome. And they actually won while I was there, which is rare nowadays, so it was pretty cool. Um, but then now two weeks from today, we're taking our junior high to their CIY, CIY Mix. We leave two weeks from today. We have a really great group signed up for that. We're going up to uh, Michigan for that trip. Um, But we have a couple spots left. If if you know a junior hire who wants to go, let me know. Um, But it has just been a whirlwind of a summer. And it feels good to just be here (laughs) and to just be at Taylorville Christian Church with you this morning as we finish up our series that we've called Think Orange, as we try to look at how we partner with parents, and we minister to children and to teenagers. Um, And as we finish up our series, I wore the only orange shirt I have, and of course, the shirt for the Bears. Uh, But it's awesome, because it's Chicago Bears, and football season's starting anyways soon, so it fits, it works. Uh, But I want to ask you a question as we think orange this morning. Have you ever signed up for something thinking it was going to be one way, and then it turned out to be something completely different? Like, you knew some of the details that went with it, but you didn't know everything. And then you started doing it, and it was like, man, this was, it's good, but it's not what I expected. That's kind of what parenting is. 
you sign up for parenting and you, you know some stuff about being a parent, right? Because you know some parents. Maybe some of your friends were already parents before you. Or you have parents, right? So you know parents. Um, but you don't know all the stuff that goes with it until you really start to, to do it. There's only so much you can learn from a book. Uh, you have to live it to get it. And one of the things that you may have not known when you first started in parenting was that your kids were going to get really upset over some really little things. Right? Like something really small and minor happens, and for some reason they throw a temper tantrum about it, kind of like this kid. The muffins didn't come out of the oven cold. <laughs> uh, or this one. Someone ate all the muffins. It was him. Right, but he's really, really upset over it. Or this one. I told her she can't marry daddy or her brother. <laughs> She's kind of cute, though. That's a good one. He doesn't want to go, even though we've repeatedly told him we're not going anywhere. <laughs> but he's still really upset about it. Or this one's my favorite. He met Iron Man out of costume. <laughs> it's the actor from the movie. And he's really upset about it. And as a parent, you, what do you do in that situation? Part of you wants to make your kid feel better, but part of you is like, that's kind of funny, and so you laugh, you know. Uh, but you didn't know you were going to have to handle all those unique situations and know exactly what you're supposed to do. Or how many of you have teenagers in your house? Or, or close to being teenagers? And now they've got these phones and devices and tablets and iPads and all this stuff, and suddenly you no longer see your child's face because they're doing this all the time and looking down. Uh, how are you supposed to parent that? How are you supposed to deal with social media and technology as a parent nowadays? Uh, I'll give you some advice. If you have a teenager, never take your teenager and their friends to a baseball game thinking that you're going to bond with any of them or get to know your kid more, get to know their friends more, because you won't, and instead, this is what's going to happen. Oh, check it. Did that come out okay? That's the best one of the 300 pictures I've taken look, of myself look, today. Every girl in the picture is locked into her phone. Oh, Lord. Every single one is dialed in. Welcome to parenting in 2015. <laughs> They're all just complete... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I'd take a selfie with the hot dog. Selfie with the churro. Selfie just of a selfie. A single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Single in the fourth and nobody noticed. That's what's going to end up happening. But how do you parent with that? How do you deal with the whole selfie thing and social media? And now they're playing Pokemon Go and all this other stuff. And what are you supposed to do? with all that. You know, parenting is hard, but parenting alone is really hard. And I don't just mean like single moms and single dads alone. I mean, even if it's you and your spouse and you're still together, just the two of you, it's really hard if that's all you've got is each other. And that's why at Taylorville Christian Church, we believe that raising kids is better when we do it together. We believe that raising kids is better when we, the family, and the church do it together. And it's not just a nice little phrase we made up out of nowhere. It comes from Scripture, and it's been tested by, of course, studies and research. But we'll start with Scripture today. And it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it starts in verse 9. It says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. 
Raising kids is better when we do it together because we can do more together. They did a horse pull in Canada. They wanted to see how many pounds could these horses pull, and they had the first horse go, and the first horse could do 9,000 pounds. And then they had the second horse pull, and the second horse could do 8,000 pounds. So they wanted to see, well, what would happen if we put them together? How much could they pull if they were both doing it at the same time? And if you're good at quick math, you know 9,000 and 8,000 is 17,000. So they should be able to do 17,000 pounds. But together, they pulled 30,000 pounds. How? They're only supposed to be able to do 17,000. Well, it's a concept called synergy. And synergy is the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Raising kids is better when we do it together because we can do more together. The scripture continues in verse 10. It says, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Raising kids is better when we do it together because we can support each other. I think we would all agree that we want to see uh, our kids or the kids in this church grow up to be respectful to their elders and um, to have integrity and to treat people with kindness and to be humble. But you know what? That's really hard to do. It's really hard to teach those things. And in today's culture, it's really, really hard to teach those things. So what do we do with that? Well, we think orange. See, orange is a concept that uh, a strategy that our church has adopted that tries to partner the two biggest influences in the lives of your children or your grandchildren, and that's you, the parents, and the church. See, we think what we do here at church is really important. When your kids come here, we teach them about Jesus. We teach them about the free gift of salvation through Christ. And we think that's really important. And so we let the color yellow represent the church because the church is supposed to be the light of the world. But believe it or not, we think what you do at home is much more important than what we do here at church. You see, your kids will come to church for about 40 hours a year. It's really not a lot. And they're at home with you for about 3,000 hours a year. That is a lot. And so we use the color red to represent the family because the family is supposed to be a place where kids are loved and are nurtured. And when you take red, the family, and you take yellow, the church, and put them together, you get orange. And instead of two separate influences in the life of your kids, we can combine them, have some synergy, and do more together. So it's one thing to just say, hey, let's think orange and let's start doing it. And it's another thing to make some orange and to actually do it. So let's get practical. What can we do to make orange, to be orange in our church? What can we do to combine? Well, one thing that we try to do as a church is we offer a parent queue. 
It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a cue for parents. It's a way for us as a church to cue you, the parent, or to remind you, or to encourage you to take advantage of normal, everyday moments in your life, the normal rhythm of your family, and to leverage conversations that take place in your house to be faith conversations, and to leverage normal opportunities in your family to bond closer with each other and grow, grow closer together as a family. And then when you check your kid in, uh, if you have a kid K through five, when you check them in in the gym, right on that check-in table is a little piece of paper. It's a half sheet. And on one side of it, it tells you exactly what we're teaching your kid this month and exactly what we're teaching them this week. And you can get the actual scriptures that we use and the actual bottom line or main point that we taught your kid that morning. And on the back side of the paper, this is the home part, where it gives you ideas and activities to do as a family at home that go along with the lesson they just learned on Sunday. Sometimes it's a video to watch together as a family. Sometimes it's a song to listen to or a conversation to have in the car or an activity to do outdoors together as a family. Or sometimes it's a conversation you can have while you're having a meal uh, with each other. But it tells you, hey, here's a great way to have a faith conversation at home during your normal rhythm of life at home. It's nothing extra to do. It's just taking advantage of normal situations. And then we've got our Facebook pages for the children's ministry and the youth ministry. And you can search for those in Facebook, TCC Children's Ministry or TCC Youth Ministry. And our team is always posting articles on there to help you do family better. Articles about parenting, articles about what to do with technology and what to do about this issue and what to do about that issue, all using the hashtag ParentQ so that you'll know that, hey, this is a cue for you. This is a way for you to um, do family better, to grow in being a parent, and to uh, help kids develop an authentic faith in Jesus. Because here's the real problem, is that kids nowadays, the majority of kids in America, are not attending church. Majority of kids in America do not attend church on a regular basis. And I know the church isn't the only place that kids can grow up and learn to be respectful of elders and have integrity and all that stuff, but it's one of the places they could go to learn that. But the majority of kids are not. And that's a really, really big problem. And studies have shown that out of kids who do attend church, church kids, uh, when they leave high school, when they graduate high school, about half of them are going to walk away from the church. Half of them are going to stop attending. And that's our church kids. Those are our kids in our high school youth group right now. Statistics say half of them are leaving the church when they graduate. And the reason that researchers have, have explained for this is that it's because they've never developed an authentic faith in Jesus. They say that these kids have never developed an authentic faith in Jesus. Yes, they attended church, and yes, they learned about Jesus in their head, and they know facts about Jesus, but they never really started to believe it in their heart, and they never started to live it out. And we want to help them do that. So we want to combine the two biggest influences in their life, you, the parents, and us, the church, to make a difference in the lives of these kids and to create an authentic faith in their life. So these are some of the ways that we can partner together, but we don't want to only partner together in the spiritual stuff. We want to help you as a church with all the other parenting stuff because there's a whole lot of parenting issues that aren't necessarily spiritual looking when you look at them at first. Um, and that's why in the fall we're going to have a parenting event here at the church and um, it'll be a chance for you as a parent to come and to invite your other friends who are parents. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the issues like how to help siblings get along with each other. 
and how to deal with um, work and family. How do I balance that? And what do I do with social media? How do I parent with social media? And so we're going to talk about some of those things and have some speakers come and have some conversations between parents. But what we'd like you for, for you to do is to go to this website. Um, you want to write it down in your bulletin, you can. They'll leave it up there for a minute. And it's a four-question survey. And we just want to know, hey, what's the best month for you to have this type of an event? And what's the best format? You know, a Friday night or a weekend type of thing. And then what topics do you want to learn about? Like, what, what do you need help with as a parent? We want to try to partner with you and to help. And the last thing that we can do to make Orange, to partner together, is to make sure your kids are involved in our children's ministry on Sunday morning or in our youth group throughout the week if they're in junior high or high school. Now, I certainly value uh, kids worshiping in here, in this room, with their parents. There's something special about that. But if your kids are not in children's ministry or in one of our youth groups, they're missing out on one really big part of helping them make their faith in Jesus authentic. And the thing they're missing out on is having a caring adult in their life that's not mom or dad. Because there's something very special about having a non-parent adult in the life of your kid. Because here's what's going to happen. At some point in your kid's life, they are going to stop coming to you, mom or dad, for advice as much as they used to. And it happens for a number of reasons. Sometimes it's because you're not as cool <laughs> anymore. They no longer think you're cool. Uh, they no longer think you have all the answers. Or sometimes they think you don't get their world. You don't get what it's like to be a teenager nowadays, so they're not going to have good advice. But they'll stop going to you. And most kids, most teenagers, are going to go to one of two places. They're going to go to Google, or they're going to go to their friends. And we can all agree that there are some things we don't want our kids to Google. <laughs> and there are some things we don't want our kids to ask their friends advice about. But what if, when they didn't go to mom or dad for advice, what if they went to a caring adult who's known them for months, maybe even years, and gives them the same godly advice that you would have given? Because sometimes for kids, mom or dad can say something and it sounds dumb. And when they hear it from a different adult, it sounds smart. <laughs> That's just the way kids are sometimes. A couple years ago, I worked at a school as a teacher, and there was this little kid named Tommy. And Tommy was uh, a, a six-year-old boy. He was in first grade. And uh, I just felt God telling me to really pour into this kid. I wasn't his pastor. I wasn't his classroom teacher. I was just another teacher in the building. And so I chose to get to know him. I chose to uh, invest in him and to pour into his life. And sure enough, I found out one day that Tommy's parents were getting divorced. And uh, it broke my heart because uh, my parents got divorced when I was a really young kid, too. And I know how hard that can be on a kid. I know that can be difficult. And sure enough, the next day at school, we always met. We always started off the day in the gym. And so there's a bunch of noise. There's people running all over. And there's a lot of people. And sure enough, Tommy walks through the door and sees me from across the room. And we look at each other. And he just starts crying. And he runs over to me. And he hugs me, and I hug him, and we're both just crying. 
And then he whispered in my ear, I wish you were my dad. And it broke my heart. After that moment, Tommy and I got to sit down and talk about how he has a really, really great dad already. And his dad loves him a whole, whole lot. And today, Tommy and his dad have a great relationship. They love each other a whole lot. Everything's fine and dandy. But for that moment, Tommy couldn't understand what was happening around him in his world. And I wonder what would happen if I had never invested in him. Because at six years old, he had something in his world that he couldn't talk to mom or dad about. And he needed somebody. And if I hadn't been there, would he have just bottled up those emotions? Would he have never talked to anybody about him? How would his dad and him be getting along today if I hadn't been there to help him? That is the power of having an adult in the life of your kid who's not mom or dad. That is the power of having small group leaders in our children's ministry, in our youth ministries, here at our church, not to replace mom or dad, but to help mom or dad and to help the kid along when stuff happens. And the truth is, most churches in the United States are wondering why parents aren't flocking to their church. Why are young parents not coming back to the church? Because the truth is most parents want partners. They want a good swim class or a good soccer team or a good daycare or a good whatever. They want partners, but parents really don't see the church as a partner. Quite frankly, most parents, the church never even crossed their mind as who could be a partner. But when a church adopts a great strategy, like the orange strategy, that aligns all leaders from the senior minister and elders down to every staff member, every volunteer, every parent, when everyone's on the same page about how we partner with parents and how we help kids develop an authentic relationship with Jesus, then parents in our community can start to see the church as a real partner in the development of their kids. Because after all, raising kids is better when we do it together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, your word and the truth that it tells us that two is better than one and that we're stronger together. We support each other when we're together and we can do more together. And so we ask for your help as we try to apply that biblical concept to uh, our church and to the way we raise our kids. We ask that you would help us uh, to partner together, to be on the same page, to encourage one another, and to um, help develop an authentic faith in the lives of our kids because we want to see the next generation follow you. We want to see them honor you and honor your word and to uh, follow your son Jesus wherever he takes them. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.